Hey everyone, Mr. Devil here, Kenny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils, and you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go Devils! The intro is stripperific. Quaaludes <laughs> and mustaches. That's what I pictured during that intro. Nice. We <laughs> are the Uncle Puckers for with Tony, Dan, Bobby. I'm Chris. And I uh, want to first off apologize uh, for the abrupt ending to the last show due to internet gremlins and apparently bad Wi-Fi in Pennsylvania. We lost half of the show. So we do apologize. There was a good 45 minutes. Let me tell you guys, it was probably... The best 45 minutes of podcasting in the history of podcasts. Definitely. I mean, yeah. it was so fantastic. I was shocked. I, I actually was like, this is the show. This is the last 45 minutes. This is what's going to take us to the, the next well, level. You and know, then- it, it's not lost. And we do need to play that at some point because the way it came out, it's not right, but I find it hilarious. I you find know, at it least we got manic and crazy. I feel yeah. crazy listening to it. So yeah, at least we got the what devil you saying, though? in, though. At least we got the devil you know in. That's, you know. Yeah, we got that. Yeah. We, but, yeah. Uh, we let your Rain Man characteristics <laughs> shine through again. Uh, uh, are we even keeping track anymore? Because it's yeah, over. No, it's, no, no, no. I mean, there's we, no that, fucking way that anyone's going to catch Tony. Well, not you, not Bobby, no, not me, nobody. Tony Tony definitely won this season, but season two will start in the first week of regular of this of the hockey season. So we might uh, have to just it, start doing like the hockey player, you know. Tony's going to. The devil. Come on. Yeah, we only did like, Tony like 20 of them. So. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was a, a horrible, a horrible ending to a good show last uh, last time. So what happened was, uh, I got to a point where apparently, Bobby, when you froze, <clears throat> and then you came back on, apparently that lag was there, and it was so I would a- talk, and then it'd be you know you answering what I'm saying as I'm saying it, <laughs> and then there's like where you're supposed to talk, it's no sound for like a minute. And then Dan will hop in and then it'll get to back to me because we were doing like a, a round table thing and it gets back to me and me and then I'll start asking a question and so you're basically Bobby's just right talking over, over you the whole yeah, time. Bobby was sounds just like a lot of me. It sounds like it's still a really good show. So. It, well, it, 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 it sounds like you're so ass. crazy that you don't even care that you're talking That's, over everybody at all. I love this it. show I've been trying dying. to get to. Dan was it actually, dying on the last show. He was like, Dan was just so sick that he thought he was just going to keel over. Yeah, what definitely. Feel better today. What it reminded me of was like me, Tony, and Dan were doing a show, and Bobby like hopped in afterwards and just started like talking over everybody. Like it was like he was completely, like. yeah, yeah, completely uh, not linked up with us at all. It was, yeah, like not only was it he was, not uh, noticing he was talking over us, he wasn't listening to a damn thing we said. It seemed <laughs> like exactly, and that's what was exactly. crazy about it. I loved it. He kind of took it over the Rain Man crazy. title for like about 10 minutes there. You know, he was just spitting out <laughs> stuff left and right. It's all, it's all part of my master plan just to phase myself out. <laughs> listen, listen, you can go anytime you want, okay? Um, I'm involved now. But yeah, so we, bucks. we do have, we do, <laughs> we do have uh, some fun stuff t-shirt. to do today. We do have a, the second half of our True False Over Under. We're going to do that today. 
Um, I have my Eastern Conference power rankings that we can go over and uh, anything else that comes into anybody's head. So uh, how about we just start off with the true-false over-unders? You guys want to do that? Yeah, We did our our first – I just had the page over here, and then I just closed my notebook for no reason. Um, Give me one second, and we will get right back. Yeah, and and now – Chris actually wrote down our initial attempts at this, and we were saying there's a good chance we might change our minds. Some of these were so close anyway that I don't even remember exactly what I said. All right. Well, then you're going to see now because we have the data to back up what we said originally. So this will be question number 17. We had done 1 through 16 earlier um, on a previous show. You can always go back and find that if you want to go over that. Uh, So the first question for today is, the Devils in their 40-plus years in the NHL have never had a 50-goal scorer. Will this be the year? We'll go Bob D'Antoni back to me. Will this be the year that the Devils have a 50-goal scorer, Bobby? Yes, this will not be the year they have a 50-goal scorer. Uh, Jack will get a lot closer, but he will miss 50. And Dan? I think that he will make 50. That's tough. That's tough to do. Tone? I agree with the other dudes. He's not going to get 50. I'm thinking maybe 46, 47. Yeah, I mean, there's there are a couple of guys on this team that could score 50. Uh, I just don't know. I don't. I'm going to say no too. I'm going to go no. I don't think so. There's just. I mean, are they going to score 10 goals a night? Really? I mean, it just seems like there's so much potential of guys that can score throughout the course of a season that somebody's personal numbers might take a little bit of a hit. Just yeah. because of that. It's going to so, be yeah. so now you've added balanced. More offense with Defoli in there, too. So you're going to have another guy yeah. taking some goals. I mean. All right. Now, the Tampa Bay Lightning have been, uh, they were out in the first round last year, I thought. Uh, but before that, you know, three cup finals in a row, two wins. Um, do the Tampa Bay Lightning have another run in them? And I'm saying up to, let's say, the Eastern Conference. So can the Lightning make it to the third round of the playoffs, or are they toast? Bobby? I don't think they have another run in them. I think that they're uh, they're still a great team, and they could certainly win a round or two. I just think they're on the wrong side of the age and uh, just heading down. Not that they're bad, but not, not that deep of a run. But winning a round or two, winning two would be in the Eastern Conference finals. So, yeah, so I give them a round. Okay. Okay. Dan? Okay, yeah, you put it that way. You only have to win two rounds to make it to the conference finals. Uh, that's not out of the realm of possibility for this team. That's for sure. But is it likely? No. Uh, my, my conference final pick does not include them, uh, with, okay. with the two teams to make it. I just don't see them as a top uh, four team, even uh, three team, uh, uh, three or four team even in the Eastern Conference. Okay. Tom? Yeah, I think they can. I mean, you know, they're, yeah, they've got really, they, they spent three years in the cup finals. You know, they obviously, everyone thinks they were going to, they're going to kind of lose it, but they've done some stuff they're already in the offseason. They got Connor Sheary. Um, you know, they, uh, they, they signed Hagel again today for another, yeah, they years. signed eight years today, right? Yeah, eight years, 52 yeah. million. Um, you know, I don't know, lighting with Vasilevsky, how can you count them out? And Kucherov and uh, Stamkos, if you really look at that Braden Point, I mean, they really have a, a pretty damn good lineup and, Coop's a great coach. I don't know. I, I can't. I yeah. can, they could definitely have a chance. 
I think Cooper is one of the best coaches in the league. Um, and I think with Vasilevsky, all the points that you just said, Tone, which you said no last time we did this. So this time you're going to say yes, that they do yeah, have really. another run. Well, they, they, that they, was the they first saw Hagel game. today. I thought um, the Hagel move was a nice move today. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think that they're they're too good of a team. And the nucleus is still there. I can see them making it to an Eastern Conference final or, or better um, this season. So it's definitely yeah. in the realm, you know, but just to back up what I'm saying, there's there's better younger teams that got better. They're yeah. really itching to take that next step forward. And I just feel there's kind of that momentum on some of those team sides like Carolina, us, maybe even Toronto. I agree. Uh, all those teams are good. I just think that this team's not as cooked as as I think that a lot of people think they are. Sure. I do think that they they are a very good hockey team that could make a push. Well, I know they but lost we Kalorn this year, but I don't know what like they didn't really have many big losses. I would say Kalorn's gone, um, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think they could. All right, over under. The Devils had five 20-goal scorers last season, six if you want to count Timo, but we're not going to. So we'll just say five 20-goal scorers this year. Over, under five, the Devils will have more or less than five 20-goal scorers this season, Bob. They are definitely going to be over, maybe by a couple. And Dan? I'm thinking seven, possibly eight. So uh, I don't see any problem making six. Uh, Just the fact that like the Timo, you left him off and you know put him on right. this year, um, but now we got a couple others who could easily easily uh, make that. Um, it would be a great thing to have uh, seven and eight or eight. Uh, so you know a lot of things have to happen, right? But I think it's more likely than not they'll have more than five. Yes. Yeah, I agree. And Tone, yeah, I think so. Also, I mean, just with. Brat, Hughes, and Timo. You think you're going to get five right there? You know, some 20 goal scorers right there. It's This roster is really pretty stacked. So, I mean, I would picture like six or seven. Yeah, I mean, I see a world where maybe we have five 30 goal scorers, you know. Mm-hmm, I'm going to sure. go over two. Yeah, um, the, the, yeah the, this team is loaded. So, and I, I know we said it. I'll keep saying it. I, I honestly believe the only thing that can derail this team this year uh, is injury. So, yeah, they can definitely have more than five 20 goal scorers. So, Timo Meyer. Nope, I'm sorry. Wrong question. Uh, where am I? Over under. There's an over under. Jesper Bratt had 73 points in the last two seasons, 73 on the nose. Over under 73 points for Jesper Bratt. Bobby. I have to go over. Um, big. Big stepping stone year for him, right? Like we talked about before, he's got the contract. Uh, he's got the skills. He's got the line mates. Um, he's got a lot of people that could pass him the puck. I don't see any reason why he can't break that. All right. Dan? Yeah, this is one of those ones that I thought was a little closer than some of the other questions. I feel like, uh, you know, there is very a strong possibility he won't. But when you really look at uh, for the reasons Bobby said, he's, he's it's the best opportunity you're going to get. But you know how it is. I also feel like there's there's this uh, thing that you kind of get with sometimes when the player has signed that long-term deal, right? That first year out, I don't know if it's complacency or settling in or whatever it is, or maybe even weird pressures. Uh, sometimes they don't. So, you know, you got to say that's looming out there. That being said, I'm hoping the contract works for him, not against him. And I'm hoping he has one of his better years ever. So, yeah, I'm going to take the over. All right. Optimistically. I'm going to take the under on this. I, I think that uh, 
with with him, I actually I would be more happy with a consistent year, like you know, because last year it was very streaky. So I don't I don't know. I think he could score under those points. Actually, I just you know I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't put up seventy four. You said right. Yeah, 73. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he was under that. But like I said, if he's consistent, then hey. But Yeah, I see what you're saying. I mean, he is definitely streaky, but I'm going over. I just think, like, he got paid, man. You got your term. You got everything you wanted. You're on a top six of a really good team playing with some awesome guys. There's really no reason that he shouldn't be over 73. And that's one so I'm going to take the over. On. So, you know, it's just one of those you, right. you hope mm-hmm. you're not correct. All right. Um the Devils were 13th at, on power play last year. Uh, 13th in the league at 21.9%. Over, under, 13th in the league for power play, Bob. You know, before I, I get to this, I got to just yeah. say, like, behind the curtain kind of deal, like they say in radio, boy, there's, like, this nervous energy knowing we've answered these questions before. <laughs> I don't know if it's just you guys or it's just me, but, like, I'm sitting here, like, am I just worried about competing with myself or, or what? But I feel way different than I felt the other night. I'm well, just like, I, just answer the question, damn it. But just, I'm feeling weird. Everybody <laughs> has answered exactly the same as they did the first time, except Tony on the second question, which, which was about the lightning. Um, and, and other than that, everybody else is, see, I'm not nervous because I have the original answers. But right. if it would make everybody feel better, I can just start a completely new page and forget what I'm looking at. And we can just do it. No, 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 it's fine. New. I'm just, just thinking out loud. Because you guys just see me making nil yeah, notes I guess in my notebook. Like staring at me. Yeah. <laughs> Tony what? is. Well, did I get it right? Did I get it right? <laughs> Tony is an idiot, and I'm just writing the oh, shit like he's, that. Tony's like, been back in Tampa all yeah. year, and now yeah. he changes suit. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, all right. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, 13th in the league power play, Bob. What do you think? Yeah, over. They're going to be improved top 10. Um, I see that in any team that's taken the next step forward, but especially teams, I expect both sides to be improved. All right. And Dan? Yeah, specialty teams were good last year. Power play had room to grow. And if this team can't make that power play improve compared to last year's team, then something's wrong, right? We, uh, we should definitely see an improvement there. And that's a really great thing because being in the top third is nice, and which is they were more or less close to the top third, I guess. Uh and now what you really would like to see is, is them in the top 10% or so, top three or four teams, five teams in the NHL. Uh, that would be great going into the playoffs. And that's what I think they can well achieve. So, yes, over. All right. And Tone? I'm going to say over. I yeah, I mean. What you guys are saying, so. I mean, they, they with the weapons on this team, for some reason, they just didn't. You know, the power play was that like that one thing that should have been so much Mm -hmm. better last year. And I think that part of it was that they were constantly looking for the perfect shot. And, you know, they would keep possession of that puck. They would pass it all over the place and they would wait for a perfect shot instead of doing what they ended up doing, I think, a lot later in the season, which was get Mm -hmm. Heischer in the front. You get it back to Hamilton, let him get that thing on goal, his slap shot. You can't stop it. And and they scored so many goals later in the year just with not trying to get too fancy, just get the shot on, on net yeah. and make it happen. If they can do that, and hopefully uh, with Green as the assistant coach, he can pull something out of them uh, on the power play. That's an interesting sh- thought. Green might have an effect. Yeah, I mean, it's like should- from a technical point of view, the only thing that I would like to see them do more in the power play is you just describe the play. That's the play. Throw it to Hamilton. Let him put the bomb on. 
so many times I'm like, I, what if somebody's in front there? You know, yeah. like what if somebody's – and now we've got units where I think they're going to kind of do that with some of this, you know, scrappy guys we got doing that. So uh, that's going to be exciting. Yeah, the team should have a lot more grit this year too, just with the few extra people that they have. So, yeah, dirty power play goals are where it's yeah. at. I, more I deflections, do more rebounds. Yeah. You know, stop trying to get fancy. We all know that you're you know, one of the best skating teams in the league. And yeah. you could pass that puck and your transition game is as good as anybody's in the league. But just, It seemed like they were in love with those tic-tac-toe goals, yeah. which Keep are beautiful. Don't get me wrong. Right. But, you know, not every power play goal should be a tic-tac-toe goal. Right. And the power gonna... play, you just take it. Just yeah. get, take the dirty goals and get off the ice. That's yep. it. I'm with you. I'm going to say over. They They really should be for all the weapons that they have. Question number six. Last year... Round two, game five, it all came to a crashing halt, and we were sent home. Will the Devils make it past round two, game five of the playoffs this year, Bob? Yeah, I do remember this one. Was That's a an over-under. So. It was looked a little bit like a, completing the round, but the question is further than game five in the second round. And yes, yes, I absolutely believe they will go further than game five in the second round. Okay. And Dan? Yeah, they have to. I mean, what would stop them? We're taking the hypothetical where they can, this team can stay healthy and make it to the playoffs and they don't go further than last year. Something would be wrong, right? Uh, as far as the matchups they're going to have in the playoffs, which may or may not figure into that, what's likely is, uh, you know, that you're going to have the same or better matchups ahead of them. And uh, as far as advancing to that third round um, or even deep in the fifth, the second round. Uh, so yeah, I got, I have to take the over on this by a mile. All right. See, this is a question that when you asked last time, there's one key to this question that I didn't, I guess I didn't pick up on was the fifth game. Right. Um, and I believe last time you asked me, I said they would not, but I also wasn't paying attention to the fifth game thing. And I think they will make it further than the fifth game in the second round, which is what you said last time that they oh, would okay. make it past I, it. I, yeah. I you went over. Okay. So you give yourself some credit. You paid attention. <laughs> yeah. You paid attention. Um, I agree. Uh, you know, you, you can't go into this season thinking that this team is going to be worse than what they were. They weren't, they, you know, with all the work that they did in the off season and another year with these guys together, the nucleus together, the guys that they brought in. Yeah, I mean, right. they, you got to play for a cup, right? I mean, you got to make a serious run for a cup. So yeah, over. Number seven, Timo Meyer will lead the team in hits this year. Yes, I believe Tim O'Meara will lead the team in hits this year. True. Okay. And uh, Dan? I remember struggling with this a little bit, just trying to make sure I was going through the lineup, everybody we got who's likely to hit, you know. Um, and in the end, uh, we have some added some guys there, uh, which is great. But, you know, um, I think uh, somebody might have been you, Chris, Mitch, and Pilat. That's, yeah. that's, that's a possibility. But, you know, in the end, uh, I, think, uh, I think that's going to be Myers' title. All right, Tone? Yes, I think he will. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, you know, he's there for that reason, uh, along with his 30-plus goals. But, you know, he's there to be a physical presence. I think that Timo Meyer is going to hit anything that fucking moves on the ice this year. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, all right, question number eight. Vitek Vanacek and Akira Schmid, true or false, will be the tandem going into the playoffs for the Devils this year. True or false, Bobby? This this was the deep conversation again for sure. Uh, I'll stick with what I remember I said, which is that they will be. I don't see this 
big trade coming mid-year. I think this is the year that they, the last year they're going to get the shot at it. Um, so they will be the two going into the playoffs. All right. Dan? Yeah, I definitely struggle with this too because, you know, boy, if circumstances arise and you are uh, Fitzgerald and you have the ability to pick up a Hellebook this year, I don't know how you don't take it. If the, When I say circumstances, I mean a deal that's not going to hurt the team. He's just sitting there. I, I would maybe say, okay, I'm going to grab him and I'm going to put uh, one of my guys on ice, you know, and this is it. It's the, I have to do this. That said, how likely is that? You know, that's the question. And so it goes back to the, like, do we, don't we get a goaltender this year? Not just from our perspective, but, you know, uh, but from like who else is in the market for him and what it's going to cost his team. I think this, it's, you know, from the, from what I've seen, it's very possible the circumstance is not going to be there to, to get this goaltender without hurting the team. Because I think if it was, we might have seen it in the offseason. Okay. So in the end, I'm going to stick with these two. Uh, but I definitely on the fence. I, I've thought about this even after the first time we went through this list. It's it's something I go back and forth on. The truth is I don't know about the uh, the date, uh, the um, rather the deal and exactly how much it, it's going to cost us. You know, I'm just kind of looking at it and going, well, we couldn't get those guys so far this year and like some kind of sign and trade deal, but that doesn't mean it's not possible and it's a trade deadline. So tough call. All right. So, but you're saying with true. Because, I have to go yeah. with true at this point. I don't know if that's what I said because it's that close for me. No, you said true. And okay. you, Tom? Yeah, I think they'll be in there. I don't think we're going to make a goaltending move before the uh, season starts. And I do think they'll be the tandem. Uh, I, I'm going to go with false. I, I just, I do think that we all have concerns about goaltending going into this season. So I know full well that management has a concern about goaltending. And I don't know if it's going to be Hollabuck, if it's going to be uh, a Swayman or an Olmark, or if you're going to try and maybe pull one of those guys out of Boston. I just think that Tom Fitzgerald will make a move. And I know that we... Vitek, Vanacek, I have no faith in in come playoff time. I think he can have a very good regular season, but Akira Schmid's the future. He needs most of the reps. Um, if it's Akira Schmid as the number one and Vitek backing him up, I'm a little bit more comfortable. But if it is still where Schmid is still maybe back down in Utica once in a while this year, I don't know what their plan is. I'm just saying I like Schmid. I'm tepid on Vanacek. I think that Fitzgerald is going to make a move, whether it's before the season, whether it's, you know, before the trade deadline. I don't know, but I'm going to go with false. Uh, Hmm. I probably will be wrong, but I'm going to go with false. Um, Now, the power penalty kill last year for the Devils was fourth in the league, an outstanding PK at 82.6%. They were outstanding on the friggin' power penalty kill over under fourth on the kill bob yeah this is a tough one to look at because how many things have to go right to be in the top five and um not i could still see them being almost as good but under fourth somewhere in the top 10 still but maybe take a step back without even statistically taking too much of a step back yeah and you dan yeah, this is interesting because it's such a small target. That bullseye's a pinprick right here. It's not even just top five, Bobby. I mean, that that's an accomplishment. You're right. But to be over, they got to be in the top three. Am I right? Yeah, you're right. 
So that's crazy. You know, that is tough. Uh, I think in the end, I kind of like said, hey, why not? And, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to call blame that COVID. And this is my COVID uh, recovery. Uh, Matt says, no, sorry. Uh, I think they're going to do great. All right. Say under. I'm going to say that it's really, you know, that was a great, you know, last year was awesome. I just, and I hope that they get to there again, but I think it's uh, the expectations are a little high to see that repeat again this season. So I'm going to say under. Yeah, I'm going to go under too. Um, I, I think it will dip a little, but it's not going to be anything that is going to be noticeable. I don't see it falling it's off a cliff. Won't be a I see them. Right. I see them in the top 10, no doubt on penalty kill. Um, so I'm going to go under just because they were so good last year. It, like you said, Bob, it's really hard to get any better than that. Like you said, yeah. one, two or three, I, I'm going to go with the under. I don't even know what the numbers were, but we might be talking like tenths of a percentage point between one, two, three, four, you know, like, yeah, I don't, I mean, I know that I, I don't uh, remember I, anymore, I but it, it's really, later. they're all really close is what I'm saying. Yeah. So they are one's as good close. as the other, you know? And, um, so 40 goals for Ovechkin over or under this coming season. Does Alex Ovechkin score 40 or more, Bob? Over or under? Over. Um, We've discussed as a team many a times that they're just going to be throwing him that puck. They don't have much else to do. They can say that they're not giving up and going for it, but they're they're not one of the primary contending teams. So it's get him the record, get people in the building, and the guy's still got all you know tons of talent. So yeah, over. And you, Daniel? I think last time I, I stated two reasons for saying, no, he's not going to make it. And those were hate and spite. Yes, and I'm definitely going gonna, gonna to stick with them. But uh, I will just elaborate and say that beyond that, you guys make a good argument that they're going to try to be this one-player team just for asses in the seats. But I also hope a lot of the goaltenders around the league and defenses and around the league look and go, Hey, this team's its weakest. They're doing like it's easier for your defense knowing that, that that's all they got. You know, when they he was scoring a lot of those goals, there was other people on that line you had to cover. But if they're going to be so one dimensional, it might work against them, and you might be easier to cover. You know, uh, he's not like a playmaking magician like um, Gretzky, where you just didn't know what he was going to do, no matter how bad of a team he was on. Uh, he could hurt you in so many different ways. Ovechkin has a laser beam from the same place on the ice and has scored almost all his goals that way. Um, you know, he's a great player. He earns that place, but it, it's got, you know, it's, it's a one-dimensional type of uh, score, which is pretty remarkable for, for approaching the all-time record and number of goals. You, you and I know there's very few goals that look like maybe Jack Hughes goals right. in, his, in his backlog of goals. He's kind of one-dimensional. So I think that if his team sucks – that's a real good reason why he's going to get the under because he's, his one-dimensional play ain't going to allow him to keep other teams guessing. What's he going to? How's he going to hurt me next? Okay. You telling? So for Ovechkin to me is, is obviously a great player. I think he's actually could be said to be one of the maybe one of the best players. You know, um, I don't think he will, and the reason I think he won't is because I think injuries possibly. You know, that's an aging core on that team. That's one thing Washington does have right now. Um, so I think that may stop him this year. And I think they'll do anything like I think it was Dan saying was saying that to get him this, you know, he, he will get this number. But I tell you, he is one dimensional, but he may be one of the best hockey players I've ever seen play because he is dominant. I, I mean, I, he does I, what I, he does really well. I'm not yeah. 
really trying to slight him. There's a whole bunch of things I'm not like making him one of my personal favorites. Well, all time. Saying, yeah. But there's no doubt that he's great, and yeah. he definitely is amazing. But I'm just saying his we- his weapons against the uh, other net it's it's they're kind of limited for somebody with so many goals. He just does it better than anybody else in that style. Yeah, I mean, I agree a hundred percent with what Bob said. Um, as far as you know, he's been doing what he's doing forever from that spot. And even though, Dan, I agree with you that he's not going to be able to, uh, you know, people are going to know what they're doing, what he's doing, and what the game plan is. But I kind of feel like they've always known that with Ovechkin, and he's always able to just keep doing it. Uh, you know, wheel him out, uh, put him in front in the circle, and just friggin' get him the puck and let him hit that slap shot. Yeah, he'll get forty. I'm going to go over. He'll get 40. And like you said, Bobby, I agree 100%. That is all that this team is going to be preoccupied with over the next uh, two years is making sure Ovechkin breaks the record. All right. Question number 11. Is it true or false? Connor McDavid will win the scoring title again. Bob? (laughs) It is true. There's no one catching him just yet. Uh, It's going to take maybe even a couple more years. The guy's just kind of head and shoulders above a lot of the competition. Maybe someone gives him a run. And by run, you know, 20-something points closer, but yeah, no, I mean, he'll, he'll win it. He blew the pack away last year. Yeah. It wasn't even funny. So what do you think, That Dan? might be the best player I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like Bob said, who's even close? But wouldn't it be amazing? And I know it's probably what the NHL wants, and I think it would be amazing to see the rookie Bedard come in and, and take the crown first year out. That would be amazing. <laughs> that ain't happening. But... No, I don't think it's <laughs> happening either. I mean, McDavid was amazing, and he had a great – first year but nothing like that so you know he's yeah I, I don't know I guess they say Bedard's great we're going to find out if he's that great but I don't think so well I think that uh I don't know who if we all picked him to win the uh Calder trophy I got to go back and look at those in the last ones that we did I think that I think we all did pick him to win it no um, I think I said no oh you didn't okay maybe I, you I think you maybe one, yeah you, maybe you told me to take a us. risk because I was kind of leaning on the that's right. train and some other guys so I took the risk yeah yeah so but we'll we'll see but you think that he'll win it again right Dan yeah I do yeah and what about you Tone yeah I think he will he has stupid numbers he has the kind of numbers that you'd have to actually double check it if you didn't really know and someone told you how many goals this guy's putting in a season right you don't believe it's him insane yeah it's, insane. it's like double your best hopes usually yeah I mean he's just I, I got to he might be one of the, you know, like Bobby said, the best player I've ever seen. I've never seen a guy that had that much skill and that much speed all combined, the size, everything about him. I mean, he's fantastic. That's what I mean. He's, he's hey, got Chris, so many different ways to hurt you. Chris, you um, made a yeah, he last does. Time when we recorded that didn't that no one heard, and you made a really good, <laughs> who, who may be the runner-up, right? It may be his teammate. That was your Yeah, it might be. It, it could be. Oh, yeah. It could be I've dry saddle. That. Yeah, I could mean, be dry that saddle. Was, that that's you, very true. First time I saw him in New Jersey, I had heard. Like, I saw him on TV, but it wasn't the same. And I go there. It was one of the opening days, I believe. And just, like, every time he was on the ice, he was in front of the whole pack. It seemed like it was just, like, a permanent breakaway. His yeah. speed, the way he would cut through people was incredible. He's ridiculous. He really is. All right, we next question. The, uh, we went to oh, Sweden, sorry. Edmonton, the Devils-Edmonton game in Sweden. Like, that was uh, it was Taylor Hall and then, you know, and McDavid were the two, like, on the side of buildings. It was, like, just – that was the market for them, for those teams. And – Watching him McDavid's play, it's amazing know, how fast right. he cha- he changes like directions. That's his yeah, whole thing just... that nobody can change direction on any direction they want at that speed. His skating is like no other. His hands are amazing. Don't get me wrong. There are other guys out there with hands that could you could say, oh, his are a little better, or his are, you know they're all it's the same. Nobody like you know does those those directional changes with such speed 
and that's why nobody can just can stop him. Yeah, I mean his edge work is ridiculous. Absolutely. Exactly, absolutely. All right, true or false? Alex Holtz will make the Devils team coming out of preseason. Bobby, I feel like I'm rehashing a story here. Yes, he will make the team out of preseason. I have come back down to earth and said that doesn't mean he's staying. I think there might be some other guys that could earn his spot. But I think part of the experiment of Alex Holtz, even if he's not the best player that they could pick from, like out of three spots they need, I think he might earn it based on his potential and what they've done with him so far in development. And he needs that shot to find out if, in fact, he's got a future with this team. Dan? Um, You know, I'm kind of saying no. And I get it. Like, this is a tough uh, question for me because what does it really mean, right? You know, make it where? For how long with this team? What was the the exact parameter again? Coming, uh, I'll say game one uh, of game one. He's in the. But line. he's not going to necessarily get playing time. He's just got to be on the roster. No, no, he'll That's, be in the lineup, not just on the roster. In the lineup, I guess he could be on the roster and be a healthy scratch. He will. He yeah, will be like, up I, with the this, team. He just will not be in Utica. He will be up with the team. And if you have him, yeah, up and he's a healthy scratch in game one, then what are we doing here? Just send him the fuck back down, or you either. But that kind of stuff or, happens sometimes. Sure, yeah. but I, I think, I mean, so with this, yeah, he has to be on the team. So you can say, yeah, uh, and he, I, I think he made it last year, and boy, he came out great, right? Scored the first goal of the season. Yeah. It was amazing, and then he quickly fell off, and I, I think that's not forgotten. His playing time is reduced. Now we've got this camp with so many guys. Who are you going to actually cut from this team? Now I have not sat down and really said, "Okay, here's my here's my lines. Who am I leaving out?" But I think Alex Holtz is one of them. Okay, all right. What about you, Tone? I do not remember what I said last show on this one, but I'm going to say no. I don't think he'll make the roster, and I believe that's what I said because it's kind of how I feel. And you know, I mean, I just don't I don't see it happening. I mean. Alex Holtz is definitely in the plans for what this team wants to do moving forward. So because of that, and because he is a first round pick with a super high ceiling, good point. um, I do think he will be in the lineup. I don't know if he'll stay there like we talked about, but he will be in there to start. Um, And the next guy is the same true or false. Simone Nemec will make the team out of training camp, Bob. Oh, okay. Here's mine that I got to, I got to, all right. My gut says no. Uh, I think he's a little bit of depth in the beginning. Uh, Miller's probably going to earn the spot. Uh, I do see him being called up at some point during the year and probably staying, but breaking camp. No, he'll, he'll stay in the minors. Okay. Yeah. Bob, like you, I am so 50, 50 on this that I don't remember exactly what I said. Right. Uh, so close because it is that close. And I will tell you that, um, you know, this is a crazy stack. So you got to count six out. And they I think I said, yes, I'm feeling more like positive on his chances to ability to make so. But I think I'm kind of neglecting when I was neglecting that. So am I going to change that? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come down to reality off the fever dream. He's probably not meant for this year, uh, which is unfortunate because, you know, everybody feels like the future is now. Let's bring all the good. Remember, there's there's six D. What are you going to yeah. do? You know, you have to you have to sit them. 
and you maybe rotate them, you know, like uh, working guys in, not let them get too cold because you got so many great guys you want to, you know, pick from all the way year long. But um, is he going to be one of the first six? Probably not. No. All right. Tell him. No, I, I don't think he'll, he will be, but I think he will be up on the team before the year's over. And I think he'll actually be on the playoff roster. Wow. Okay. I think, Ooh, I think cool. Nemitz won't start, but I do think that he will crack it eventually. I love what you're saying though. It's getting me excited that he's going to get so, be so good that we can't send him down. Right. Yeah, I watched him play, you know, in those IIHFs, and he, you know, the guy, he's going to be good. I mean, Hughes, he's, Hamilton, and Nemec all yeah. score from the blue line in the playoffs. It, it, I mean, <laughs> I'm so excited to see this kid when he uh, makes it up here, uh, and he will, and it will be this year, but it will not be out of training camp. I agree what with everything you guys say, just said. Chris Gerald said, John Fitzgerald said, said that he's run. really, he said that he, if he has to, he, he's, if Simone Nemec, and I'm paraphrasing, well, basically, he wants him to be where, like, basically, he wants Nemec to come in and just not give them a reason to send him down. He wants them to come in and just play so good. And he said, if that's the case, he's up. You know, so they have, they're putting it all, they're expecting him with sometime this year to be with the big club, whether it's at a training camp or whether it's later on. It's uh, weird. It's an interesting comment because on the other side of that comment, what's not said but implied by it is he's also not part of our plan for what we must do this year. Right. He, he could be a bonus to our plan, and, but you know if yeah. he sits like that's what I hear him saying at the well, same exactly, time. He's saying oh, I'd love exactly him to come to above and beyond that I even expect is basically yeah. what he's saying. It's yeah, kind of uh, like we don't need him to make the team. Imagine if we do, if he right. does make the team, right. and then you got to push somebody out too, which is kind of a scary thought. I mean, we just got Miller, Siegenthaler. Like, who do you push out? Yeah, I mean, some I, guys I, have certain roles. I think that when this defense, when this blue line develops um, a little bit more, I do think that a guy like Siegenthaler will, will be a healthy scratch some nights. I just think it's too deep, this blue line. And uh, you This will have us for a trade deadline. We have another piece to make a move, too. That's you know? true. Yeah, that's that is true. true. It'd be a good time to, to get rid of one of those guys. You just don't think you're going to ride in the playoffs. Right. Right, and if a guy that maybe has maybe a year or two left, and you don't know, what think about it, that's happen. a hell of a guy to come on the market because we're talking about those are all great names, yeah, and great prospects or whichever way they want to go with it. Uh, that, that's going to get you something in, at the yeah. trade deadline if you need to. I mean, I I know that we discussed it, and 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 I think there's a lot of truth to it that the blue line is going to I think have some hiccups in the beginning of the year, but when they do gel, whether or not Nemec is in there, but when they gel, they should be fucking really really dominant. Yes. It is so exciting to see. One more guy, true or false, going to make it out of camp, Graham Clark. Bob, Graham Clark on this team come to game one? I think I might have got on my second beer at this point because I remember. Um, it's all getting hazier and hazier. I mean, Bobby froze. <laughs> I got to tell you. Um, so he spilled beer on his modem. I, I am getting more and more impressed with this guy and his skill set, and you can argue why. He would make it over Holtz, but based on the argument I made before, and another guy like Foot wouldn't even mention yet. No, this is not his year. He will not break camp. Okay. And what about you, Dan? I gave very little consideration to this thought, to this question last time, and the reason is my head started hurting, thinking, "Wait a second, what? I, you know, that's even more spots to contend. We're talking about, you know, twelve players, like you know, well, maybe less than that, but how many could, positions he could fill out of those twelve? And uh, in the end, I said, fuck it, why not? And, and that's what I'm going to stick with because I, okay. I still don't want to think about it. Fair enough. <laughs> how, about, how about you, Tone? 
too I'm hard. I'm going to jump back to the last question where Dan said a chip to be moved, and I believe Graham Clark will not start out with the team, but I believe he will play before the trade deadline, and I believe he will be part of uh, a deal. I hope he's not because I really like his I upside know. even more than I like Alex Holtz's like upside. Uh, I, I think that Graham Clark is probably going to start the season. In now, I've yet to see him actually play. You guys have seen, seen some play. playing. I've now, I've just gone on stuff I read from him and the kind of player he sounds like. He sounds like, boy, I don't want to have to trade him off. Tono. So, but what you say sounds possible. I watched him I play mean, some Munich games, and he is, you know, he's definitely good. I just don't, I don't know why they didn't. He came up last year, as we know, and sat in the press box for like a game and then went back down. So Yeah. But I see I, a guy like Graham Clark, I think if he, I think if he even gets a sniff of this lineup, he's going to produce. And he's going to be very difficult to get him out of that lineup. Where Holtz, I kind of feel like, has this is his last chance, and they'll have no problem if they have to plug Graham Clark into Holtz's spot if Holtz isn't doing it. seems like a grittier player than Holtz. Yeah, and I I think that's where it's going to go. So I'm going to say false. What's interesting about Holtz is, you know, we could be wrong, and this guy could really come out next year and just, you know, Sure, but that's what we're because, hoping, right? Yeah, I mean, because this guy, you know, he does have a lot of talent. It's just, you know, we haven't really – I think with our lineup, especially last year with how stacked we were, our, you know, how the team played in general, you almost forgot about Holtz. It was like you put him to oh, the yeah. side because you were yeah. watching guys. I, I put him on the bench for the year early on. Yeah, I was like, that's I mean, it, we're done. Yeah. We were flying and rolling over people. All right. Next question, question number 15. We're almost done. A few more questions. This one's time to nut up, boys. Put your money where your mouth is. The New Jersey Devils will win the Eastern Conference and play for a Stanley Cup. True or false? Bob? This one I remember um, very specifically. Because <laughs> um, at first I just thought it was best points in the East, if I recall. And that's not the question. So no. I stood by it. I said, yes, this team will play for the Cup this year. Okay. Dan? Yeah, um, you know, I, I think I might have mentioned last time that I feel like, look, when you're looking this far ahead at basically picking the top two to finish the playoffs of the season you haven't even started it, it's crazy prognostication, which is probably not going to be a solid bet. But, you know, that said, okay, you got to pick one, right? Yeah. How do you not pick the Devils for this shot? I mean, do I sit here and go – Okay, they're not the top three of the Eastern Conference. Of course they are. And do I think that them at their best can beat those other two teams or anybody below them? Uh, yeah, I do. So I, right now, today, I don't. And I, uh, I don't think they. Too many stars have to align for that to happen. Okay, making these calls, you're asking for things to kind of go your way to get there. But uh, I think the Devils are the safest bet when you have to make a call like this. So okay. I'm saying yes. All right, Maybe in the on. whole league, you want to know the truth. All right. So that's. I believe I said no last show, and uh, it, it's a tough one. I hope I'm wrong. You want to reconsider? <laughs> you know what it is? I mean, we got really lucky last year with no injuries, right? We were, like, really fortunate, and that can always mm-hmm. change things. I'm not sold on the goaltending 100% as much as I really want to be. So I'm going to say no, and I hope I'm wrong. And it's really hard for me to say that even. I'm just trying not to be, like, the homer guy, you know, as I love my team. And I really think – like, last year I thought – well, the way we played against Carolina, if you would have asked me when that series started, I never thought that would have been our team out there. You know, I mean, so, but. Yeah, right. So that, you could get a bad performance out of nowhere. All these things can happen, Tony. You're right. Yeah, I get you. And know. you mentioned the injuries. I wasn't even factoring injuries in. Of Last course, that's like so such a. That that's well, why you play the games. I mean, I, I think 
more than anything, I want these guys to, you know, of course, win a cup. Um, again, I just with Vitek Vanacek and Akira Schmid, I'm going to say false. If we're going into the playoffs and we have Hollabuck in net or we have a Jeremy Swayman or Alinas Olmark in net, then my tune changes. But right now with the goaltending that we have come playoff time, I do not think they can make it out of the Eastern Conference. So I'm going to say false. What is it, two right. to get to I mean, uh, That'd be awesome. All right, speaking of Shesterkin and the Rangers, question number 16. It, true or false, the first round of the playoff, the first round opponent for the Devils in round one will be the Rangers again. Bobby, true or false, will we play in the Rangers in round one again? Um, I think that I've started to come around the last couple months claiming that we can overtake Carolina for the top seed, which would naturally put them at two and three against the Rangers. So, no, we will not play the Rangers in the first round. Okay. And you, Dan? Bob, if I understand you correctly, you said that you think we're not going to win the conference because against no, Carolina? No, I think we're we're going to win the Metro okay, over the Carolina. Metro. So oh, Carolina's okay. going to play the Rangers because it's the one, two, three in the Metro. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I, I thought that would have changed things for us, but I guess not because you got – Not unless the Rangers fall way down. Right, right. right which is kind of what card. I see. It's, I kind of feel like it's – first of all, it's such a 50-50. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. This this question is insane. Sure. Um, so I, I don't think there's any bad answers. But I'm going to say maybe – and I might be changing my tune here, but I think maybe it's more likely than not that the, the – because it's like three factors that have to change. And it's more likely to not that that you won't get all three again. So I think, and that the others won't cover it. It's a it's a math problem. I don't know. I'm definitely going to go with the Devils. Uh, oh boy, I don't know. Tony, go first. I'm, I'm going to think about this. Well, you said course, true last time, so we'll keep it at true. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I don't remember. What do you think, Tone? I think, of, unfortunately, we are. I mean, whoever thought that playing the Rangers was going to get old in a playoff series, but I think we're going to see him again next year. Yeah, I agree. I agree. We are going to see him in the first round. I don't right. know. Now I'm reconsidering that. I think we might not. Well, I, I, I am, you know, like you said, it's a coin flip. I, I can argue because both if we, sides. if we win, which is more likely, all the Rangers have to do is not do as good as they did last year. And I think that's very possible, dude. I that's agree. True. I agree. That's why I'm, um, I'm saying I changed my mind here. I don't think it's so. Like, you want to go to to false? Yeah. Okay. That's right. a, after much and probably way too much reconsideration on that one. I'm going to say. Fair enough. That was painful. <laughs> um, <laughs> you saw a lot of back and forth there. Well, yeah, you had the whole conversation with yourself. It was fun. Yeah, I know. I, I gotta it, I gotta shorten those up for you guys. Why should number, you be tortured with the voices in I, my head? It's no torture at all. Number seventeen. <laughs> Devils were one of two teams last year to not be shut out over all 82 games. Does it happen again? Do the Devils go 82 games with putting pucks in the net for every single one, Bob? Is this the final question? No, we have okay. three. I'm more. really scared to touch my keyboard or anything. I don't want to lose <laughs> this segment again. <laughs> um, they will get shut out this year. That that's, it takes so much for that to happen. They're a great team. They had... So many last-second comebacks. I think it's great, and they may only get shut out once, but, yes, statistically, they will get shut out. All right. Dan? All right. This is where I stopped caring about some of the questions, I think. And I said probably, I think I said they would. 
They would, uh, you said they would go all season without being yeah, shut out. That's kind of crazy, and I just was like, yeah, sure, why not? And the truth is, I think Bobby made a very good argument. Maybe that's why I said no, just because I didn't want to agree with Bob at the time. Who knows? I, understand. I get but it. But Bob's right. He's I right. up the whole show. So. Statistically, it, it's it's so ridiculous to say you're not going to get shut out. But, but I'm going to tell you this. If anybody can make that attempt this year, it's the Devils. Still, statistically, I guess I know. Okay. And you, Tom? No, they will not do that again. I think that uh, there was, what, the last, I want to say it was the last two weeks of the season, a couple times. It was, like, amazing that what we were talking, like, what Nico put a goal in with, like, point thirteen or whatever the hell it was. It was something stupid right at the end. I think I was against Winnipeg or something, yeah. Yeah. And it's just hard to do that, you know? I mean, uh, but, you know, it was great last year, but I think that will not be the same result this year. Yeah, I'm going to go false, too. You know, every team has off nights. You get into a goalie that's just hotter than hell, standing on their heads, making every save. Uh, I'm going to go false. Just out of the sheer statistics of it, yeah, we are probably going to get shut out at some point. All right. Um, So Dawson Mercer, two years now, he's been in the league, has not missed a game. He is the devil Iron Man with 82 games played both of his last two seasons. True or false, Dawson Mercer will play all 82 three years in a row. Bob? That is true. Love the kid. He's not coming out of lineup for anything. He'll make it again this year. All right. Dan? I'm not going to bet against that. I mean, I, I think he can do it if anybody can. It, why not have a devil's Iron Man? It's been a long time since we had anybody make any kind of run like that that I could think of. Yeah. All right, Tone? I always got to be Mr. Negative, all death and depressing. I'm going to say no, he will not. Um, he can, he, of course, the guy's been a badass, but I just, in reality, I could picture, you know, missing a game or two for just some kind of bang up before the playoffs or something, maybe give him a rest. I don't know how that would work. Oh, until he misses a game, I'm going true. He's not going to, he's, he'll do it again. Um, all 82. All right. Uh, the number over under, the number is 50. Points for Andre Palat this year. Over or under 50? Bob? Under, um, with the understanding that he's going to be much improved, probably double his goals or, or close to it, but just shy of 50. Under. Okay. All right. And Dan? I don't know. I think I, I had very little thought given to this one. And I probably said uh, under. So I'm going to stick with that. All right. And how about you, Tom? I don't remember what I said, but I'm going to say over. That's what you said. There we go. There you go. I'm, I'm going to go talent. over, too. I just think he's got way too much talent. It's his full, second full year in the system on this team. I expect a lot more from Andre Pilat. He'll get his 50 points and then some. And the That's last awesome. question. Um, now Patrice Bergeron is out of the league. Does Nico Heischer win the Selkie Trophy this year? True or false, Nico Heischer will win the Selkie this year, Bob. All right, you got me on a good one again here. I, I remember the discussion deeply, um, and we kind of all agree that there's kind of a pecking order that now he's maybe lofted to the top of a little bit, but I know how these things work. He's still a devil. It's going to be <laughs> tough, but I think he's got all the makings of a player that deserves it. So, yeah, sure. As Dan would say, why not? All right. And, okay. Uh, yeah. That is, uh, I, was, I thought you were going the other way with that, Bob. I thought you were going to say – you brought up, I think I like this didn't come up last time. Uh, you're right. When it comes down to the actual voting at that time, um, there he's a devil, you know, and that's going to definitely weigh against him. 
So when you're a devil fan, sometimes in your joy, you forget all that. And you just go, Hey, his numbers are better than that guy's. And he's, he's going to do it. He's yeah, he can, but you're right. That's something to worry about. So I'm not going to turn negative now. So I'll say he's going to do it. Yes. All right. And how about you, Tone? Yes. He will do it. I believe. Yeah. I agree too. I think he wins it. Um, I think that, you know, it's the next step for him, you know, now, now he's got to go and be one of the best, uh, defensive forwards in the league and do it for a considerable amount of time. So that was part one and part two, well, part two just here, but we are now finished. So at the end of the next season, we'll go back and we'll see how right or most likely how wrong we all are. <laughs> so, and we'll go from there. All right. Oh, the Elton Parkers is brought to you in part, part. by DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. In West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKing.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50. 10-plus leg required for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Remember, bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code THPN. I bet you they won't call. Chris here for Raycon Wireless Earbuds. Now, we've all been there. You pay an arm and a leg for a pair of premium earbuds, only to find that the only thing premium about them was their price. That's why the Uncle Puckers only use Raycon Wireless Earbuds. Whether you're relaxing at the beach, listening to your favorite summer playlist, or catching up with your favorite hockey podcast at the gym, Raycons are the best way to listen. Raycons have tap functions to easily toggle between three customizable sound profiles like noise isolation and awareness mode. They come with custom gel tips for the most comfortable in-ear fit. A 32-hour battery life including 8 hours of playtime so you can listen to what you want, when you want, for a really long time. And they start at half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as good. And with the 30-day happiness guarantee, you really can't lose. So what are you waiting for? Create your own soundtrack with Raycon. Right now, Uncle Pucker listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash THPN. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Guys want to do some power rankings? Oh, yeah. yeah. I have... I have done my 16 to 1 power rankings for the Eastern Conference, and I want your guys' opinion. 
and argue with me if you feel that I am anyway completely off base. But this is 1.0. I will do these throughout the season and uh, see how they match up. So this is for the beginning of the year, our power rankings. And we have that sounder that we made year, about a year ago, Dan, and we've never played it for power rankings. Oh, I totally forgot about it. Want to play it? Ready? Yeah, let's do it. Max Power. <laughs> I love this one. Max Power. <laughs> you underestimate my power. How did I forget to make that one? That was great. That was brilliant. This alone. That was pre-Tony about. We do this every week. Oh, yeah. yeah. What was that, Dan? This means we have to do power rankings like every week. Uh, I don't know. If I'm gonna, all right, then you guys like got to do them next. So. It's like Devil You Know. I don't even really know if I care for the game that much. I just like the intro. Yeah, it's really – it's the fart. I, I mean, mean, that's it. Yeah, but it was better than that one. It was. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I don't make the yeah. sounders. The that was a theatrical was. fart. And I can't believe that you actually pulled that off. The fart. Like, at, I, I was going to say you ad-libbed this, right? Why don't well, we take everybody through that one? Okay. Right. So I, I was on another site and I was putting together, you know, the sound and, you know, doing the sounder for uh-huh. the devil, you know, and I had a couple of different tracks. So as I was putting a few in and then my stomach started, started rumbling a little. So I hit quick hit record and I put my ass to the microphone and I ripped a giant fart and it made I'll tell it you this. the sound. You were like the opera singers of farts. I will tell you why. If you gave me this task. I want to find the perfect audio fart, Dan. And you gave me like a hundred takes. I'm sitting there for like a week collecting all audio. I don't think any of them sound as good as yours. It really that was, was nice. like what your mind's eye <laughs> thinks as far as you sound like. And I thought I was eerie. It was like you're a voice actor for assholes. <laughs> We've now lost all our female listeners. All two female listeners are now gone. You should hear me. You should hear me queef. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll come up with some kind of special contest yeah. that involves that on a weekly basis. <laughs> oh, fuck me. All right, power rankings. Okay. Number 16 in the Eastern Conference, guys. Argue with me if you think I'm wrong. I have the Philadelphia Flyers coming in dead last in the Eastern Conference. The uh, 31 wins, 38 losses, 38, uh, 13 overtime losses for 75 points. They were seventh in the Metro. They're rebuilding. Um, I think this season is going to be a step back. I just think it has to be before they can really figure out what they have and start moving forward. I think Philly's doing a lot of things the right way. I just think this year, I mean, they do have Carter Hart, but I just see them not making it any better than last freaking place in the entire conference. So, any disagreements on that? No, Number six. No. Go ahead. I was going to say, I won't chime in on all of them. Of course, it's just one or two. But, yeah, it, you mentioned in Philly's case here, this is definitely not a knock on them. This is more about them actually doing it the right way. And based on that and everything. No, it's yeah, like a knock on them, too, place. <laughs> It's always nice to knock on them, but I don't think yeah. it really is. No, I, I, I take it. It was, it was <laughs> nice putting them at number 16, I See, have to I say. just can't wait to, like, out of anything with that team, I just can't wait to watch Torts throughout the season, like, just freak out and, you know. That's, if Torts makes it to the end of the season yeah. with, you yeah. know. Look, the bottom line is you have a, a guy, a head coach, who I believe is probably the worst guy for a young rebuilding team. You yeah. know, if, oh, if yeah. you make mistakes on Torch's team, he fucking sits you. You're not going to like, there's no way to learn. Like you right. have to let the guys make mistakes and Torch is not that guy. So I don't know how long he'll last. In, I think the uh, thing with, with Torch rebuild. too is you always hear with him is that like 
the older players always appreciate them. It's the younger players. It's just the different as we as we've been saying for like the last what fifteen years, hockey's changed so much. The the type of players have changed because a lot of the older dudes like Torts, but the younger guys, it's just he is. And the city of Philadelphia deserves this dishonor. I just would like to throw that out there. <laughs> I agree. If there was any place to go lower than last place, I would put them there. Throw them in the West. <laughs> so number number 15, I have the Montreal Canadiens. They went 31, 45, and 6 for 68 points and last in the Atlantic. I just – they're they're trying to do some good things, but I just – the way the rest of the Eastern Conference is, I see them, you know – they're definitely going to have more than 68 points, but I don't see them any better than 15th in the, in the conference. Number 14, I have the Columbus Blue Jackets. They were 25, 48, and 9 last year for 59 points, last in the Metropolitan Division. They made a lot of good moves. They got uh, Babcock in. I question their top defensive pairing with Damon Severson on it. But if that's, you know, what they think, they have him for a lot of term and a lot of money. And I think that can be a contract they're going to end up regretting in a couple of years. But I think the Blue Jackets are going in the right direction. They're going to be better. Um, And I think that's going to move them from last in the Metro to second to last in the Metro. Yeah, I was going to say this kind of comes around nice full circle for a conversation we had before. We all said they're they probably going to be a little bit better. They almost statistically have to be a little bit better, but there's only so far up you can put them. So right. I think having them leapfrog a couple of teams is pretty logical. That sounds good. And then number 13, I have the Detroit Red Wings. They were 35, 45, and 6 last year for 68 points. That was good for 7th in the Atlantic. I just don't think that – uh, Eiserman did enough. I, 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 some of his moves are a little bit questionable. I know that there, you know, a lot of people haven't pegged to make a big jump forward. I don't really see it. I see them smack dab as seventh in the Atlantic again, right above Montreal. I think that that's exactly how it's going to play out at the end of this year too. I'm going to disagree with that one. I yeah. just, I don't, I, I see them definitely staying above the Washington capitals. And at this point you have the capitals above them. So they're not going to take a giant leap, but enough to go a point or two above Detroit. Anybody else think that? Too. I kind of agree with Bob. I, I think, yeah, I mean, it, it makes a very good argument there. Don't forget Washington, you know, as the, the effect they're going to have on that. Well, I, I, I'm sticking with 13. I like them there. Number 12, yeah. I have the New York Islanders. 42, 31, and 9 for 93 points. They just made the playoffs. For They were fourth in the Metro. It ain't going to happen again this season. They're just the age is is going to catch up with them. The Eastern Conference is way too fast and way too young. They will take a step backwards, and the Islanders are in twelfth. They're going to end up third from last, or what would that be? Sixth place in the Metro. Um, yeah, I don't think anybody sees them not going downward. The question is, is it that is it that big of a fall? That's the tough one, but I, I think it's believable. I could I, see it happening. Yeah, he's right. Number 11, the aforementioned Washington Capitals. I have them. Uh, they were sixth in the Metro last year with 35, 37, and 10 for 80 points. And look, it's we've talked about it ad nauseum. It's the Ovi show. Um, they didn't do enough to get better and compete with the rest of the conference. I just see them there because of their raw skill with some of their, their nucleus players. Uh, they're going to be a, a team that's not going to be an easy out on most nights, but they're definitely beatable. Uh, I see them better than the Islanders, Blue Jackets, and Flyers in that division, but not much more. Yeah, I agree with you. I think they wanted to add Pax already, right? They had Ottawa. Yeah, they added Pacioretty on. uh, But 
But they, yeah, it's, it's getting old. That's a good team that's aging also. So, you know, I don't know. And don't... number 10, and we're in the top 10, I have the Ottawa Senators at number 10. Last year, they were 39, 35, and 8 for 86 points. Six in the Atlantic. They're going to be a lot better. They should be in the hunt for a wild card. They have their goalie in Corpusalo. They have, uh, you know, Brady Kachuk and uh, just a lot of really good guys. I think this team is going to be on the bubble later on in the year. They're going to be playing important games later in the season. I don't have them right now making the playoffs, but I could definitely be wrong on that. We'll see how the year shakes out. But right now, the Ottawa Senators are number 10. Hmm. Number nine, I have the Florida Panthers at number nine. Wow. They were 42, 32, and eight for 92 points and fourth in the Atlantic. Brandon Montour and Aaron Ekblatt are not going to be starting the season. We don't know how healthy Kachuk's going to be with his busted sternum. I don't necessarily trust Bobrovsky. I see him taking a step back. I see You're not Washington. looking at a repeat year for the Florida Panthers. Oh, I see them in the exact same position this year that they were last year, fighting for a playoff spot at the end of the season with a few other teams. Good point. But I think I, they make right. the playoffs, though. I mean, Sam Bennett. I mean, Kachuk, I can't count him out. I think he'll be ready by – I have no doubt, actually, that this guy's going to be ready. Uh, his chest is broken. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, right it's now I have least, them I – mean, right now on this power ranking, I have them on the outside – uh, looking in, and we'll put this up on on X and Instagram. So anybody wants to argue with it, they can argue it. Um, and these are probably going to change quite a few times. But as of right now, I see Florida on the outside looking in. Interesting. And, uh, you know, was, in a way, this is the most interesting of all the power rankings choices because you yeah. got the whole season ahead of you. Yeah, you know, with no fine tuning. Yeah, and we kind of more kind of see where Rodriguez where everything. From Colorado. Yeah. Did they pick up Rodriguez from Colorado? I believe too. They just they just never Evan played. Rodriguez. Yeah. Did he go? Did he go to uh, yeah, Florida? Oh yeah, I think he, oh, yeah, I think he did. Years. Yeah. Um, he's a good. He's a bottom six guy. I like him. He was good in Pittsburgh. Um, so these would be my playoff teams right now. Mm-hmm. Starting at number eight, I have the Boston Bruins, 65, 12 and five last year for one hundred and thirty-five points. Best record ever. It is just inevitable they're going to take a step back, but I have them taking a big step back. I think losing Bergeron and Krejci is going to be devastating, and Marchant and Pasta, they're not going to be able to do it on their own. I do think that their goaltending and their blue line is second to none. I think they might have the best blue line in the league, um, and their goaltending is fantastic, but it's not going to be easy for those forwards. And with no centers, I see them having a heck of a lot of trouble uh, staying in the mix in the Atlantic. So I have Boston, huge drop. They're going to make the playoffs, but it's going to be really scary for Bruin fans. They're not going to have it locked up by Christmas like they did last year. Hmm. Uh, got a new team coming in, and this is probably where uh, I think the arguments will start coming in. So I have I'm number ready. seven. I have the Buffalo Sabres. Buffalo was 42-33-7 and seven with 91 points. That was good for fifth in the Atlantic. They were, I think, one point away from a playoff spot because what did Florida have last year? 92 points. They were exactly one point away from that final wild card spot. Um, it's, this is going to be their coming out party this year. This is going to be a really good uh, year for Buffalo. Uh, they have you know, Darlene Thompson. Like these dudes are dogs. And they uh, I just Clifton too. They added Connor Clifton. They, I like, I just like what they're doing. I like their style of play. I think the playoff drought ends this year, and the Buffalo Sabres will make it at number seven. So number six, I have 
the New York Rangers. 47, 22, and 13 for 107 points and third in the Metro. I don't see that happening again this year. I see them taking a step back. I just don't know if they have the guys on the team that can compete with the speed of the Carolinas and the Devils and the Boston's. I mean, I mean, and the, the Buffaloes and <clears throat> the Torontos. I just, I don't see it. They have the best goalie in the world, but with all these other teams, Ottawa and even Detroit, Buffalo, taking some of these points away from people, I think the Rangers are in a very, very rough position right now because I, they can take a step back, and I think it can be a considerable step. So I have the Rangers right now at number six. And what did they do in the offseason? Not not a whole lot. That old I mean, Wheeler, uh, right? I mean, that's yeah, Blake Wheeler. Of, which I like, Does Wheeler, that move? but I mean, he's a 30-plus-year-old guy. I mean, what's yeah. he going to they didn't even. They don't even have Alexi Lafreniere signed yet. You know, I mean, I don't know what he's going to do. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Question marks. Now, I thought that these the Rangers in this next team would be the one that people would fight me over. Number five, I have the Penguins. Yeah, at forty, thirty-one, and eleven for ninety-one points, fifth in the Metro. I just see the additions of Graves and Carlson. It's going to make them better. Um, I don't think it's going to make them a ton better, but I think they will fight with the Rangers for that third spot in the Metro this year. And because of Mike Sullivan behind the bench, I'm going to give that edge to Pittsburgh. So nice. that that's the main reason why I'm going about it. I'm I'm going to give they the edge up to Pitt. They Zeller now, right? Yeah. Did they Lars pick Eller, up? I think, yeah, they got Lars Eller. Right? They got Lars Eller? Okay. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, so. yeah I do. I, I think this one's a little weird. I didn't think you were kind of that bullish on, on the pens, to be honest with you. Just, I don't see them, in. I guess, improving maybe a little bit. But some of the teams they're ahead of here are some pretty impressive teams. So you really kind of went out on a limb here. Well, I mean, uh, they're – You know, you got both – I mean, you got the Bruins falling all the way down. That's, yes, I That's do. one thing that is odd. You got Florida not making it. I think Buffalo has a chance to be a better team than the Penguins. So I, I'm not maybe arguing that they can be in the top eight. I just don't know. Pennsylvania, the placement is split between two what? cities, Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. And Bobby has had enough of Philadelphia <laughs> to hate Pittsburgh. That's what's happened <laughs> here, guys. This is it, right? I, I I could defend this a little bit. And you know, when you're starting a season, there are no games have been played. I have to look at what these teams have done in the off season, whether what are the additions they've done, the losses that they've had, and how do I think they're going to play out with those additions? I take into consideration, like I said, with the Rangers and the Penguins, it came down to coaching for me. And mm-hmm. you got Peter Lavalette, who hasn't coached one game for the Rangers yet. And you have Sullivan, who is an amazing head coach, who gets his team to play hard every year. That's, that's Cindy, well-reasoned. Sidney Crosby is still Sidney Crosby. He's still playing, mm-hmm. you know, plays good hockey. I think that, yeah, Pittsburgh will be over the Rangers on that. And now... I would just like to follow-up question real quick here. Bob, do you think Pennsylvania, in particular, Philadelphia has rubbed off on you a little bit. Do you have an affinity for, no. for the Penguins that maybe you didn't have before you moved? No, if anything, I, certain, first of all, the Penguins, Penguins are a non-factor. They're a well, non-factor are, are, here. Not an affinity, but why a hatred you, for them. Why do you think that Boston has a better chance than where I put them? I, I mean, I and, and I'm just no, curious. No, I see why you slid them down. And, I mean, Boston, like you said, defense and their goaltending. I know their forward lines are an absolute mess. Forget about that point. That's just because optically that's so weird to see that right. season drop all yeah, the way Yeah, no, I get you. I'm, but I'm with you. It stands if I'm out. Look, right? If I'm looking at last year, and I know the Penguins just barely missed the playoffs, but what you're doing is throwing them up to fifth. Now, mm-hmm. the difference between fifth and ninth last year was 16 points. 
Fifth now, not saying this, not saying the fifth, okay. te- the fifth place team is going to get 107 points again, right? But thereabouts, that's a, I mean, that's a huge jump. That's not, I, hey, they got a little bit better. I mean, so that's pretty well, significant. They have, if they end up fifth right now, I think what the fifth seed was last year going into the playoffs for the Eastern Conference was the fifth Tampa. ranked point team. I'm doing Tampa. Eastern Conference by points. Yeah, but Tampa Rangers was the- 107. No, this is wait, not playoff season. You had this Boston, is... you had Carolina, yep. you had the Devils, yep. you had Tampa, and then the Toronto. Rangers. Uh, Toronto, Toronto, rather, Rangers. and then the Rangers, and Tampa. then Tampa. Right. right, okay. So, yeah, I can totally see a world where the Rangers drop down that much. I do. I, I can see yeah. it. So they drop um, by 16 or more in the Penguins game. It's 15 or 16 well, I don't know if points it's really be that, that much, much, though. I'm just saying guess, it's like eight more like, wins. How many points did we jump up last year? 40-something. Yeah, so like 15 or 16 is like, you know, like not even, you know, you're almost three times uh, less than what we did last year. So it's not so outrageously impossible. Well, you put it this way. you These teams win one more game a month is 14 points. Sure. All you have I, to, I, when you really put it down that way to put it, but, but everything... Everything you're saying makes perfect sense. And like I said. Absolutely. You could after, well be right, Bob. In the end, I could see it both either ways. Either one of these can go either. Absolutely. Yeah. After two months of the season, you know, when we stop and we, we look at this, I mean, these could be way off. I'm just, like I said, going by the moves or lack thereof. I look at what Boston lost. Yeah. What was that? That's something scary. Yeah. You're trying to scare us, Tony? No, I get you. You, just, you wanted to be challenged a little bit, so I wanted to point yeah, that one out. Yeah, no, no. I, I just yeah. I, I look at Boston, and it's like you've lost so much, and you haven't gained much at all. Like it just there's you can't you can't replace the things that they've lost with what they've done. So I just see it being a shit show, and you, not to you mention would think I'd be all over the Penguins with my Ryan Graves over there, right? And I, I think <laughs> he's going to help this team. <laughs> I, I think he's going to help the team, and I think he's going to help that team more than Carlson's going to help them because I think that Graves is a better defender. I was like a jilted lover. That's what's going on here. Yeah, oh, is that it? You're scorned. You're a scorned yeah. lover. Yeah. Tired of um, Penguins. All right, you're not going to like the Penguins as much four. as you like me. Here we go. <laughs> top four. I have at number four the Tampa Bay Lightning, forty-six, thirty, and six for ninety-eight points. Third in the Atlantic. It's the first time in four years that they're actually rested, and I do think that does mean something. Um, I, I just look at the pedigree. They're just too good. Their nucleus is there, the goalie, the coach. They're not done. I'm going Tampa is going to be right now my power ranking number four. Wow. I've noticed you a uh, little bit more up on Tampa than I had even considered, uh, even the last time we did a little, a little over-under and stuff. And I, 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 you know, I didn't really give them a, a, that close of a look. I think, you, you're thinking there's a lot more left, huh? I do. I, think, I do think there's a lot more left. And I think with Tampa, if you look at it, you kind of forget who's on that roster sometimes. I mean, it really is a pretty yeah. stacked lot roster. Yeah, they did have a very quiet year, I guess, is what happened. You know? and the best goalie in hockey, I mean, you could argue with Shesterkin, I guess. But, I mean, to me, Vasilevsky is the best I've seen in the last 10 years. Right, and you could just yeah. look at how like consistently good they've been since they started getting good as this core developed. And to have like one off year as the last year in a longer run is not right. impossible. Yeah. So I, I see what you're saying, but um, I had kind of in my mind, just based on their performance, maybe written them off a little bit more than I had seriously considered. You know, I watched every game in that first round and they outplayed Toronto in every single game. They just yeah, they- went up against, a, a you know. Uh, they couldn't get the puck in. I mean, that was it. They just I know. I wanted score, to blame it all on the refs them. going into the series because I figured the refs are going to be in the bed for them. And I, you know, uh, Which, but I don't think it was. I mean, Toronto just has caught a little magic every time they needed it. 
Well, I got one team that is going to move up a little bit uh, from last year at number three. Um, they came in second in the Atlantic last year. I got the Toronto Maple Leafs at number three. They uh, 50, 21, and 11 for 111 points. They were second in the Atlantic. They added Domi. They added Bertuzzi. They added Ryan Reeves. I'm still not 100% sure. You know, they talk about their their core four of, you know, uh, Tavares and Matthews and Meyer and Nylander. Those guys are all going to be there. It's a really, really good team. Goaltending is a little bit questionable for me. I don't know if Samsonov is the guy, um, but – I'm going Toronto at number three. They're going to be. They're going to win the Atlantic, and they're going to have that first seed there. Um, that addition of Bertuzzi. I mean, and with that team, you talk about with Toronto. I mean, well, Dubis is gone now, but after this year, they got like what well, they have to sign Matthews again after this year. They, they have, have to. Well, that should be done again. hopefully. Marner. So these are three guys. So this this year is kind of the year you want to. You know, and they look a lot tougher. I mean, if, I don't know if they don't make it to a cup final this year and it has to be a cup final if they do not win the eastern conference totally this year and play for a cup final i think that they blow it all up and i, I mean really the whole just, literal I, I city of toronto toronto is just going to explode the entire just the anger May, you know right, like canadians just don't are not known for like having anger I think it's all been like funneled hey, into the Toronto. <laughs> well i'm saying there, nobody's the ever seen market. a canadian blow up ever you know, like they're always like, oh, no, it's okay. It's okay. This is going to be the one, the camel, the straw that breaks the camel's breath. If Toronto's a go to the cup finals, I think all Canada might self explode. And I, <laughs> and, I and really. An anger well for the first time and a very disastrous. And what if they start blow out the minds of those yes. flappy headed little beady eyed people. <laughs> you know, it, there are good brothers to the north, but, you know, I think they, a lot of times we think they have infinite. You know, grace under patience. like insults yes. and patience, and never get angry. They don't. You know, they're not really known for the, like the road rage and stuff that is very American. And uh, I think we didn't know this, but there has been a a, a build coming, and it's going <laughs> to go off like a goddamn volcano this year. Just going to fucking uh, playoff time. Yep. Yes. And what and if they have a real start? Right. It's going to be dangerous. It'll be I mean, felt all King's the way to Western Europe. I think they're going to they're going to invade us be. like they did in 1812 with, with the British, and they're going to take over America. Which is, I'm praying for this. This, is this be would not be such a bad thing. I'm uh-huh. just saying. So it's, yeah, it's, Toronto's, it's, Toronto's it's, coming in at number three. Hopefully the city remains after the regular season. We'll wait and see. Mm-hmm. Number two, that's our, that's our boys. New Jersey Devils, 52, 22, and eight for 112 points. They're second in the Metro. Unfortunately, I see that remaining this year. Um, you know, look, man, we talk about this team every day so we don't really have to get into it for everything that we ever talk about this team is fucking loaded and they should be really really good so yeah they're my number two which leads the carolina hurricanes the number one in my power ranking last year 52 21 9 113 points adding bunting adding orlov having you know uh a great head coach um it's great structure they're they're the team to beat uh they are i think that they're a badass yeah, I mean, uh, does anybody disagree with the uh, top three of Toronto, New Jersey, and Carolina? I don't. It's it's not a disagreement because I can very easily see that working, of course. But I still maintain it was one point last year. I just I think the Devils can just as easily take that number one spot. But you make yeah. a great point. I mean, I, Carolina's to beat right now. A lot of times when I do lists like this, when it comes to teams like Carolina and New Jersey and I'm looking at them head to head, I stop and I look and I think of a 
Ric Flair famous phrase, to be the man, you got to beat the man. Fair enough. Woo! They got to beat Carolina. That's yeah. it. You want to take that top speed, go fucking take it. And, and they didn't do it last year. It was only by one point. And they, I absolutely think they can. But right now, that's I have them at number two. So those are my power rankings. I get it. And, you know, I was thinking, I think a lot of Devils fans were last year about one and two of your power ranks more than anything else, right? So, like, we were wondering next year, how do we, uh, you know, overtake them? Because we look, noticed that in the conference, Carolina was our best opponent. Yeah. You know, they had the best team. And I think uh, there's not a clear number three, you know, like they're not even a close That's, number three. You know? So when it comes down to those two teams. I was, you know, thinking, yeah, they definitely could pass them this year too. But we moved up a lot and they moved up a decent amount too. And they have that experience. So it's going to be, you know, you got to be a bit of a homer to say that, oh, Devils are going to be winning the whole uh, conference no matter what. Because they really, I don't think you're giving credit to what was a good Carolina team last year. It has also gotten better, even though maybe not as much as us. It just made that guess so much closer yeah, uh, than yeah. last season. And, I don't uh, mind being the homer so, of all know. homers on this show. <laughs> no, it doesn't bother me at all. I, but hey, in I, all honesty, realistically, it, I don't think we're going to have a 13-game winning streak this season like we did last season. doesn't mean it's sure, not going to be a better sure. team. So that alone, if that just becomes you know a 3 out of 4, then a 3 out of 5, that kind of thing, I, I can also see us losing to Carolina by you know five, six points like and still be an absolutely great team with well over 100 points. And and then speaking of the third uh, spot for the Metro, I do see that being a battle between Pittsburgh and the Rangers. I do. I think that third seed is going to be a fucking battle between those two teams. And right now I have Pittsburgh with the edge, but, you know, Rangers are a really good team. So we'll see how that goes. But like I said, at two months in, I'll go over it again and see how much this, these things change as far as the power rankings go. And we actually I would say, see teams on the ice. Yeah, when you look at, like uh... – I don't know. You probably, if you push out of the top six in the Atlantic, right? We would have what? Who's who's after uh, the top three in the Atlantic? In the other top words, three we, in Atlantic. We have yeah, Toronto, like, Tampa, and I have the Buffalo Sabers as the. So if the, you look at the right, so if you look at the, like the Metro, I think that there's a good chance we'll have the wild card at you know Metro over the. Uh, yeah. Atlantic. Like, we're gonna have we're gonna have higher if, ranked teams that way. If things play out the way that I have them playing out here, which is, of course yeah. isn't gonna happen, it would have us playing Pittsburgh. It would have the Canes playing uh Boston. It would have Toronto playing the Lightning again. That mm-hmm. would be the third yeah. year in a row. Yeah, that would it really w- favor the uh the Metro, I think. Yeah, and yeah. Buffalo would be playing. Uh, who would Buffalo be playing? Oh no, I, the Buffalo would be playing. I mean, oh, okay, the, Buffalo the, would be playing Toronto, which would be the only one that. Yeah, Boston so. would be playing the Canes. We would be playing Pittsburgh, and in this, right. in this situation, and the Lightning would be playing. Who would the Lightning? Buffalo. So that's mm-hmm. how I had it. So yeah, we'll see how wild. it goes. Interesting. We'll I, I think goes. it's very believable. I like it. Anything else that you guys want to add on this e- evening? Yes, Tone? I do have a question, but first, Chris, I want to ask you, did you see that fight between the Bronco fans and the 49er fans? No, I didn't. Okay, no. Yeah, I mean, what is going These people are crazy. I mean, a full-out brawl on the stands. It's absolutely like it, – it goes on a lot of NFL games, but this was like 
preseason though? You're gonna yeah, fight pre-season. over preseason football? Yeah, pre-season. Like, oh, come on, man. How bad it's is people, that? Like it's preseason. Because they're like, that's why we have the that. tickets cheap, and this is what happens. As soon as they come down, we don't have some wealthy businessman who's never going to get in a fight, sit in that uh, seat, some kind of rabid fan. It's his only game he could afford. Right. He's like probably, uh, you know, blowing his kid's college fund on beer and just acting like an <laughs> asshole. You know? It's Probably amazing. A preseason loss. But that's actually my question to you guys. I got one question before we get out of here. I know it's getting late. Um, I was, you know – what was the, so for me, I have obviously it's all the same year, two thousand one, as you guys know. The Yankees lost to the Diamondbacks in the World Series with Rivera in the game seven. Um, the, the Raiders getting screwed by fucking uh, Walt Coleman, the referee, with the tough rule over two thousand one. Obviously, Tom Brady's journey starts to didn't get screwed. Rings. It's a rule. It is a rule. <laughs> it's not a bullshit rule. It's a Devils fucking rule. Devils lose to the Abs in two thousand one. So all my teams lose this year, right? So. Chris, I, I mean, I got to ask, what is what, I know, Dan, you're not a big football guy, so it's maybe yeah, I to go to hockey. For sure. You, what are some of the sure. worst loss? Like, what is a loss that hit you mm. the most, you guys think? For me, I have uh, the Vikings have broken my heart on more than one occasion. 1998 um, NFC Championship game against the Falcons. Um, they were 15 and one. They had scored more points than any team in the NFL up to that point. They were destined. They were going to the Super Bowl. Gary Anderson hadn't missed a field goal in like two years. He misses one in overtime. Atlanta kicks a field goal. That was back in the day where first score wins in overtime. Uh, and Atlanta goes on to the Super Bowl while we sit home. That was crushing. Dan, you were, I was watching a game with you and your wife at the time. Well, not your wife at the time, but your girlfriend, who's now your wife. Um, and I, after the game, I just nicely told them all to get the hell out of the house because I was about to lose my shit. 2009, Brett Favre playing for the Vikings, NFC Championship game in Carolina, in uh, New Orleans. Favre throws a bad interception on a bullshit bench miner for too many men on the field. Um, they Saints go down, kick a field goal, win. Uh, that was really heartbreaking because that team would have won the Super Bowl. I really believe that. 2001, Devils, Carolina or uh, Colorado, game seven. That was fucking heartbreaking. Uh, those are my top three, I would say, that really ripped my heart out. I have a couple more for the Vikings, but those two especially um, really ripped my heart out and then con- just got stomped on. So what about you guys, Bobby? Yeah, I'll, I'll throw the honorable mention to the, the 2000 Mets in the World Series. Games one and two, Mondo Benitez, who was a pretty good closer that year, blew both games. Game three, Mets win. Game four, Good old Derek Jeter comes out. I think he leads off the game with a home run, just kind of shuts down any fake momentum that the Mets had gained in that one game. But it very easily could have been 3 nothing, And then maybe Derek Jeter doesn't even hit that home run. It's a whole different thing. So that one hurts as a kind of a collective for the series. But nothing hurts more than 2001, Game 7. Yeah, that was and a rough one. being down 3-1 and hearing that post get hit twice, too. Who knows what would happen if they tied it, right? Because it's still a game of inches. Yeah. But damn, that's close. So, yeah, 2001 for sure. How about you, Dan? Uh, I, I definitely agree with that. 2001 is one of my top three. I mean, for the reasons you just said, that was, you know, that one they should have won. You were there. You were believing. You were. You didn't see any problem with this happening until, the, you know, it was coming down to it. It was getting harder game and they six, were dropping right? the ball. Yes. And game six, you knew it. And you go into game seven, like, this is not how we It's not a position to you want to be in. I'll play a game seven with this team, but not this way, not going in this way. You had that feeling and you knew it was, it was not the right, uh, 
You dropping, just felt like it wasn't your night. Yeah, dropping the exactly. ball in game six and then having to when, travel out to Colorado yeah. for that game seven. That was just a part, bad part. It was like, man, we and had him at home. Out. Getting yep. shut out at home game is six. The you cup was in the fucking building, guys. Yeah. It was in it the is, fucking building. So you're, not, you're never going to get more energy than that. Like, oh, that's it. God, and, that's and you know what? Painful. I always wonder, like, sometimes, you know, you, you look at those things and you, you follow the team. You like feel like you know them and you know how they win and you know how they lose. And you know, like, this is yeah. not the way this team it's, wins. I've yeah. seen you win. And this ain't it, guys, you know? And you're just not putting it together right. And then, you know. Kind of like the opposite in 2003 – you you right. just kind of felt you knew we we're gonna win yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. They were doing just everything right, and then also you go back to '95. Uh, they were the underdogs, and yet, guess what? This is like the joyous side of that feeling. Like as we're watching your team drop the ball, and you know, 2001. It, it's just, um, it's it's the exact opposite feeling of when you're the underdog going. There is a way, and they are doing it, and, and they are and, doing it, and you start believing, and you know, like you are the underdog and you believe that's a great feeling. And in 95, the devils, this is back in when the Eastern conference playoff standings was a one through eight, two played seven, three played yep. six and four played five. We were be. the, we were the fifth seed. It was the yep. first time in the NHL that a team without home, home ice throughout the playoffs won the Stanley cup. That was that's the right. first time. And you can't every be more round. of an underdog than yeah. the yeah. devils yeah. going into that playoffs. Yep. And, and that's a different story. And when you are the, a team that, you know, like, 2000 team by the time you got there and then yeah and the 03 team well the 01 team was kind of like that like wait you you guys know how to win you're amazing you know you're everything's coming more or less easier to you than that older devils team so just do it dude and you're not you guys are just not executing you know they just it would they didn't have like wasn't like they didn't have a good enough team like no they they dropped the ball and what about 94 you got that in there that's definitely yeah we brought it up yeah, no, it was it was on my list. It was my short list, and my number one was uh, a very sad uh, knee by Nancy Kerrigan when she lost to her lead pipe in the Olympics. If I'm going to throw a random sport in for you, that there was you go. Terrible. I thought that knee was going to stand up to the pressure, but it didn't. It didn't. And it, it crumbled. And in the it did. didn't Tanya Harding do porn afterwards or something? She I, did. I thought she, she was in an Oscar-winning movie or some shit. Somebody told me. So that's amazing. Good, good for you. You're doing both porn <laughs> and Oscars. What was the name of the guy that smashed her knee? What was his name? Jeff Galuli. Galuli. Well, I Jeff don't know Galooly. why I remember this. Jeff My Galooly. wife and I. My kids brought up I Tanya that movie. That's why I was fucking around with it. Right. But, um, they. They said like uh, Emmy, like she started, uh, she started saying about like the names of the people. She's like, "How do you guys know these names?" Me and <laughs> my wife are like, "Oh, we always remember Nancy, Tanya Hardy." Ask me to name another uh, figure skater. Oh wait, I got one, Brian Boitano. Brian Boitano. But after that, I'm done. If you ask my whole youth, Darcy I can't Hamill. think of another one. I can think of yeah, a few more, but Brian Boitano. Like, well, you never forget Bobbitt, right? You never forget a Bobbitt. Oh, yeah, Lorraine Bobbitt. Well, I don't remember his name. Names names you don't forget. She I wasn't mean. in the Olympics, but I get no. your point. <laughs> no, she wasn't. Tossing of the, yeah. of the penis. <laughs> All right. It's on like the, the shot putt. It's the so putt putt. We're going to leave this show ending up on cutoff dicks. So thanks, Tone. And uh, As we always do. As we always do. So, yeah, guys, thank you so much for checking us out. And remember, we're on the Hockey Podcast Network now, so you can find us there as well as any place else that you get your podcasts. So subscribe, uh, like, give us five stars, tell a friend, whatever you can do to help us move this podcast forward. 
Um, it helps spread the word and it really helps us grow it. So we really appreciate it. For Tony, Dan, Bobby, I'm Chris. We are the Uncle Puckers and we'll see you when we see you. Peace. Later. Puck is out. Okay. Are we not doing doing that? that? (laughs) Uh, Good. We're still leaving. (laughs) You want more? You got more. (laughs) Oh, what a show! It's over, Johnny. Hopefully that works. It's over. All right.